Welcome to F the Hustle. I'm your host, Kim Doyle. You want a life that is meaningful and exciting. In this podcast, we're going to talk about launching and growing an online business that fits your lifestyle. F the Hustle is all about doing good work, building real relationships, and most importantly, creating a business that supports how you want to live your life. You don't have to sacrifice the quality of your life today to create something that sets your soul on fire. And yes, that includes making a lot of money. So we'll be talking about selling, charging what you're worth, and how earning more means helping more people. My goal is to help you find freedom and create a business on your terms. What up, what up? Happy New Year, my friends. Welcome to 2022, and this is F the Hustle with Kim Doyle. I, of course, am your hostess with the mostest. Bear with me, guys. I <laughs> have just had a little bit of caffeine, but we're going to jump in. I am super happy to be recording after a couple crazy weeks of holiday madness. Um, but today's episode is to look back on 2021 and plans for 2022. So we're just going to jump into it. I have coffee and water. So the goal is to get this recorded before my beverages run out. <laughs> Priorities, right? So looking back on 2021 is going to be interesting. Surprisingly, I'm excited to do this year in review episode and share what's on the horizon for 2022. I only say surprisingly because we all know the last couple years of the world have been, well, you know. So this year has been last year, this year, gosh, last year was crazy. Um, and in addition to the world being just a little topsy-turvy, um, I had some major changes in my life last year. And I also decided I might start doing something a little Pinteresty for 2022. And you guys, it's so funny. I got with Pinterest, I got into that when it first came out and I am... I'd say I'm pretty crafty. I owned a scrapbook store, all that stuff. But the the more I got into my business and marketing, I'm like, the less crafty I've gotten. However, this little, um, this exercise, you may have seen this before. You basically take a mason jar or a vase or whatever floats your boat. And each day you write down something good that happened and you just drop it in the jar. And by the end of the year, you can look back on all of the good things that happened. So it's essentially a gratitude practice. Um, but I think because I'm going to go out on a little limb here and say we are in a massive paradigm shift in the world, right? Everything is shifting. Currency is changing. Education is changing. Travel, you know, and not just because of COVID, but um, people are moving to other countries like I've done. Or there, there's just a lot, a lot of change happening. Um, so... You know, I, I do think that there is value in reminding yourself that good things happen. It's really important. And of course, you can do this in a journal or digitally, but I love the idea of seeing this jar fill up as my year progresses. So, and who knows, maybe there'll be a photo or whatever, <laughs> but um, I'm ready. Let's jump into this episode. I'm ready for this year. I am, I don't know. I I think a lot of us, that's a general feeling I've gotten that people are really excited about 2022. As weary as we were even going into 2021 after the previous year, um, this year feels different. It does, it does for me. And, and that's the general sentiment that I'm getting. So 
without going sideways with anything global, political, or heavy. We'll leave it at that. So let's jump in. So my personal life, that's how I'm breaking this down. Personal, business, and what's coming. All right. So it feels, you guys, it really feels like a lifetime ago when I was living in Boise, Idaho. And if you're new to the podcast, uh, I am in Costa Rica now. Uh, but seriously, a year ago, I wasn't planning on moving to Costa Rica. So January of 2021, I was still thinking, you know, oh, I'll stay in Boise for a while longer. And my lease was up at the end of March. And then really, it was towards the end of February, because I thought, great, you know, I'll just renew my lease. And with housing and all that kind of stuff, and no offense, but I was like, the what the I was renting a place in Boise. And the rent was going. It was a new house. It was really, really cute. But I was thinking, I don't want to pay this to be in Boise. No offense to Idahoans in Boise, but it was like California prices without the weather. So I thought, eh, I don't know about that. Um, so anyways, I kind of made this inspired decision and thought, now is as good a time as any to pursue a dream of living out of the country. And within a week of making that decision, I had found the place in Costa Rica and I gave notice in Boise. I sold as much as I could. I got a U-Haul with a trailer to tow my car. I drove down to California for two months. I stayed at my dad's to wrap things up there. And then I made the move to Costa Rica with my dogs on May 31st. And God bless my daughter for making that journey with me because, you know, it, it would have been nuts. Regardless, it it truly was one of the best decisions ever. And I had this little thought. We're going to go off script a lot. I have a feeling, guys. So just bear with me. Um, but I had this feeling about best decisions ever. And I think we we make lots of best decisions, if that makes sense, because it's the best decision at the time. And you move forward and you grow. And then a new decision can feel like the best decision now. Or you maybe you haven't made the best decision yet. Whatever. This is, I'm, I'm kind of on this, uh, what do I call it? I don't know. I, a real focus for me this year is language and words I use. Um, I'm a big believer in the power of words. But um, moving to Costa Rica was truly one of the best decisions ever. It has, without a doubt, changed my life, as did Boise, but in a very different way. Moving to Boise was kind of like a test to see if I could move out of California and away from my family. I had already been looking at Idaho before my mom passed away in July of 2019, but after losing her, it really felt like it was time. And truth be told, it was a much easier move because she was gone. We were super close. And when I had mentioned to her that I was looking at at, uh, Idaho, she's like, all right, well, okay, if you go, then we'll come up every six weeks or you come down. Like just the plan was regardless, we'll see each other. And That was my mom and she would have done it in a heartbeat. If I couldn't have come, she would have come two months in a row. That's just who she was. And, um, you know, (laughs) the nutty thing then is that we all know what happened in 2020. I literally moved to Boise in March just as COVID was turning the world upside down. And so my year in Boise was all about healing. The truth is, and anybody who has lost a mother that you are super close with, you know, it's truly unbearable at times. And Having the space to process that felt like a gift. I did a lot of personal work with my therapist, who happened to be stuck in Costa Rica during 2020, and I simply took care of myself in the best way I could. I rested, and I rested a lot, you guys. 
for starters, we couldn't really go anywhere, right? And, you know, the nice thing about cold weather, as I'm sitting here and it's going to be like 90 today, but the nice thing about cold weather is it gives you that, you get a hibernate sort of, you know, you get to retreat, you get to, gosh, I saw this thing on Facebook, um, like a quote image or something. And it said, um, or, or maybe it doesn't matter. Anyways, somebody was talking about the fact that, you know, moving from where they were to being in the UK was, it was hard because it got cold and, uh, you know, we know what happens to foliage during the winter and all that stuff. And the reply was that, you know, the ground is resting or the earth is resting or something to that effect. And so I don't know about you, but I sort of feel pressure. And this is me internally all in my head. Like when it's beautiful outside, like I have to be outside being productive at the same time. I love what I do and I have big plans and goals. So there's a balance there. But anyways, you know, um, the rest in Boise was so needed and it was invaluable. I also, quote unquote, got ready to make the leap to Costa Rica, even though I didn't really know that that's what I was doing at the time. And I will be forever grateful for the time I spent in Boise. And I'm really proud of myself for making the move. So with the exception of my daughter, all of my family is in the Bay Area. And I'll tell you this, you know, having my kids out on their own and doing their own thing made it a lot easier to make that move. And it's funny because some people um, were like, are your kids okay with you leaving? I'm like, yeah, they've known this is who I am and what I've wanted to do. And I encourage them to do the same. And so, you know, it's, I don't know, that wasn't the hard part. And, and honestly, you know, it's, it's way easier with technology today to be further apart because you can see each other. You can send quick text messages throughout the day, whatever you want to do. It's very easy. My dad even knows how to use FaceTime now. So, you know, we can see each other. It's great. So now that 20, 21 is over. Um, you guys, I've been in Costa Rica for seven months. Time has flown by. Here's the funny thing. So just a few weeks ago, I was pretty certain that I wasn't going to renew my lease when it came up. And if you guys have been following me on this journey, you know, immediately I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to stay here in front of the air. I'm going to stay here in front of the air. It was like definitive. But it was, I, I think what had happened really was that I missed the changing of the seasons this past fall and all that comes with that. Um, but it, it was just one of those things that um, I started to miss the conveniences. You guys, there is there there are no quick Target runs or Costco quick Target runs. Costco runs that was redundant, but <laughs> I was trying to get back to Costco. There is a Price Mart, which is like a mini Costco. It's owned by Costco, but you guys like you could put Price Mart into probably a quarter of a Costco. However, <laughs> let me say this: I also miss my tub to no end. Maybe it's about finding a different place down here with a tub or my aunt found a portable bathtub she wants to send me. Um, either way, um, after going back to California for Christmas, which was such a great visit with family, May feels way too soon to leave Costa Rica. And uh, kudos to anyone who lives in LA. It was like culture shock after being in Costa Rica the pace and the simplicity of life here to there and the amount of people. You guys, I grew up in the Bay Area. It's not, it, it's not lacking, you know. I mean, I was in a small city that went, by the time I left in Brentwood was over 70,000 people, right? So, I mean, the Bay Area has as many people as some countries. I, I mean, do you, so, but LA, 
whole other level. Just overwhelming for me after being here. No judgment on it. However, I'm pretty sure my next place is going to be North Carolina. And no, I've not been there either. <laughs> um, and originally I was thinking, you know, I, if I can move to Costa Rica, sight unseen, I'm sure I can handle move to North Carolina. As of now, I don't have a definitive time frame, but I'm thinking by the fall. And I'm also thinking that I probably will go visit. First, it was weird. I was sitting here working one day and literally it just popped into my head, North Carolina. And I had looked at the Carolinas before moving to um, Idaho. But I was like, oh, I can't be on the East Coast. But, you know, if you can move out of the country, <laughs> you can move to the East Coast, right? And some of the things that popped up around this also is that, um, you know, I've got a family member who is going through some really heavy stuff um, health-wise. And even though it's probably the same travel time, not too far off from North Carolina to California as it is from Costa Rica to California, um, it's easier to travel just in that, you know, the health passes and all that kind of stuff that has to happen. But either way, um, I, I think that I'm leaning towards the fall for that. And my ultimate goal is a place in the States and then a place in Costa Rica because I feel great down here. I really truly do like the simplicity of life down here. Um, but I also miss seasons and I miss some of the convenience of the States and a little side note for your mental health is I went into a lot of judgment of myself for missing conveniences, you know, feeling, um, you know, shallow. I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I'm over that. <laughs> I think that's the recovering Catholic in me. Um, but a big takeaway for me with everything I've experienced this year with moving is that I need to allow myself plenty of time to process how I'm feeling and then before making definitive decisions, which as much as I was sure that I was going to leave at the end of May, it's not something that just happens in a minute, right? Mind you, it'll be easier to leave here, to move here back to the States than the other way around because it's like clothes and my dogs and my computers, right? I don't have to sell stuff. Well, I'll sell some stuff I've purchased, but I don't have to move and deal with furniture and all that kind of stuff. My place was furnished and I've added a bunch of stuff. but. The contrast piece was that had I not gone back to California for Christmas, I would probably still be thinking I wanted to leave Costa Rica at the end of May. But the fact that that's five months, like it, it feels like a hot minute. And you guys know, like, it's it going to be March before we know it, right? And so, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot more. I'm just, I want to be easy about all this. So keep in mind, I've also got enough life experience under my belt now to know that I can still change my mind again in a week. So we'll see. But that is the plan for now. And I, I like this idea of having something to look forward to and explore. At the same time, I can absolutely tell you I'm not interested in being a digital nomad and hopping and hopping and hopping. I want to find my space that feels like home to me. California will always be home and have a piece of my heart. But, you know, it's even it was funny. I did do Disneyland for two days uh, with a good friend of mine. And I was like, yeah, I'm good on Disney for a while. <laughs> I grew up going to Disneyland. My parents made it so magical. We had a handful of surprise trips down there. and But it was not as crowded. There are so many people. Mind you, I went at the busiest time of year and the park had been closed for a year. But I'm just at a 
place in my life where I I like ease. <laughs> and there's, you know, it, it's kind of like if you go to Europe from the States, you want to go see and do stuff, right? And you can build an ease. It depends on how long your trip is. And I do have the flexibility to extend times and stuff. I've got my dogs, but, but you know, it's really about what feels right for me. So I am on a mission to find my space. Costa Rica is home right now. And like I said, I'd love to have a place here as well. So we'll see. We'll see. I've got all kinds of intentions and plans and dreams. And part of making a permanent place in Costa Rica happen is by leveraging a place in the States. Because just as a side note, you have to buy in cash. There's no financing of property down here. All right. So all that to be said, let's let's talk about a little bit of growth and reflection from all of that. So looking back on everything I've experienced this year, a few things have become crystal clear. First is that what works for me is all that matters. You guys, I have been a people pleaser and not wanting to disappoint or or making decisions a lot of my life based on um what's the word I'm looking for? based on what I thought I should do or what people thought I should do. And I've stepped so far outside of the box now. And I will tell you uh, another saying my therapist has said once is that people will hit the ball based on how you serve it. So when you come from a place of confidence and owning your decisions, it's a whole different ball game. And people don't, they go, oh, okay. It's amazing how many people like to share opinions about what you're doing with your life when they've never done it. All right. So what works for me is what matters most. That's my priority. I connected with some great people when I got here and some that ended up being not so great. Some have become dear friends. I had fun and it got me out doing things. But at the end of this day, this person was simply, and I'm going to use the phrase, just too much, too much for me, right? They get to be who they are in their life, obviously. And I have no regrets. That's how we learn. But there were plenty of so-called red flags. I just didn't listen to them. And it's been a long time since I've had someone like that in my life, but lesson learned. And this isn't a secret. I require a lot of time to myself. I'm not somebody that needs to be going and doing things all the time. I love my work. It's very fulfilling. And finding little ways to get out of the house, maybe it's just simply a beach walk with the dogs, pool time, running errands, whatever, dinner with a friend. Um, I figure I'll do touristy stuff when I have visitors. And really claiming and owning that I get to create a life that feels right for me um, and to not have people in my life that judge that. So, you know, interesting. Um, Maintaining things. This is from an internal place. And it means, um, it means, I don't know where I'm going with that one, but I've always known what fuels me. But now I'm in a place that that feels non-negotiable. I'm pretty good about keeping negativity out of my life, minus the learning lesson with said person. But, you know, like I haven't watched the news in 10, 15 years. It's been a long time since I've watched any news. Um, But it's not only keeping the negativity out, it's making sure to carve out time to add in what fuels me. This has become a priority. So meditation works wonders for me. And you guys, I'm talking 10, 15 minutes max, even a five minute meditation. And when I start my day with a meditation, it keeps me so much more grounded, so much more present. I'm not reactive. 
it 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 blows my mind. But so meditation, rest, positive people. I need mentors. I need creativity. I listen and read things that keep me in alignment. Um, it's non-negotiable now, and so that has to be. I don't know about totally scheduled in. I do meditate when I get to my desk. I like doing it here. I like the position of the chair, my feet on the ground. It just feels, if I do it in bed, I might fall asleep. But I listen to a lot of meditations when I go to sleep. But, you know, making sure that the maintenance of what fuels me internally is the priority. It's so easy to get caught up in day to day and I need to get to the computer. Oh, I got to check emails. I got to do this and this and this. And it's like, really? No. (laughs) You know, so those things are just as important to me as business, as brushing my teeth, as, you know, all those other things, because they keep me mentally, emotionally in alignment with what I'm creating, you know, and lastly, creating and setting boundaries is going to be an ongoing theme for, for 2022 for me. Um, I've made massive progress in this area, but it is a process and not an event. And sometimes the boundary piece is, um, you don't know until you try something that, oh, that was, that was crossed over. I had, um, you know, someone staying with me, a friend, and uh, it was the first time we had met in person. Wonderful. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> so unless I, you're, you know, we have a solid friendship and relationship, it just, it doesn't work for me. So that's how we learn. All right. Let's move on to business, which is probably mostly why you listen to this podcast besides my ramblings. This has probably been one of the most fun years I've had in business. Once I made the decision to focus on email marketing and newsletters with my personal brand, everything started flowing. The most exciting thing I did was launch Email Insiders. And it it was one of those that also came to me from a place of inspiration. I decided I wanted to do this as a cohort-based training. I sent a few emails. I filled 10 spots right away. It was a pilot program and everyone who joined knew that they were going to be creating this with me. It was supposed to be two months, two calls a month, and one individual onboarding call per person. It ended up being over three months, weekly calls, and I did more individual calls than I had planned. Uh, Not only did people get results and take action, but new relationships were created. I, you know, I continued working with a couple of women for coaching. Um, Then I decided I knew I was going to do another cohort. It was really getting clear on what is needed for people. And same thing. Um, I did a second cohort in September. We'll be winding that up this month. All 10 spots were filled in this as well. Um, I got so much clarity on what people need. There's, there's so much. How do I say this? I think probably the biggest thing with email is, which we do this probably with every element of marketing, is when it's not a strength, there's a lot of perceptions in our mind. I'm not a good writer. I don't know what to write about, all of those things. And it is truly my favorite marketing channel. Um, but I really feel solid about this. So I'm turning this into a longer program. It's going to be supported by a foundational course that will be accessible from the beginning. And it's going to be at a higher price. Both groups of people who went through the first two cohorts are going to have lifetime access to the training and the calls. But new students will always have priority in terms of hot seats, questions, and any additional time I offer. Um, So stay tuned. I'm opening that up this month and I will be marketing it and promoting it. 
for January and February. It's going to allow me more time to do, I'm going to keep doing individual onboarding calls and I'm going to do calls to everybody who's interested. Let's hop on a call and see. It's literally, (laughs) that's my high pressure sales tactic. Let's hop on a call. But I want to have a connection. This is me doing these live calls with people. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm really excited about this. It's going to start uh, in March and um, it's going to give me time to get the foundational course done as well. I'm just really excited about it. I love where it's going. All right. F the hustle. I am super proud of my newsletter. Um, Even with moving, I have not missed a single week. I've now published 58 issues of the newsletter yeah. Or wait, when did I write this? This week will be 59, I believe, <laughs> as of the recording. I always write my show note. I wrote this, you know, I don't know, a few days ago. Um, and I also started a newsletter mastermind with four other women, and it's been invaluable. Um, each of these women, we had done like a strategy session, and I knew them. Um, they'd bought a course some prior from me. And after doing the session, we had a discussion they all decided, yes, they wanted to do it, to do a newsletter and which I'm going to talk a lot about newsletters this year and email. So just heads up. But I decided, well, if they all want to do newsletters, why don't we hold each other accountable? So I reached out and asked if they wanted to do like a mini mastermind. And many months later, we're still meeting twice a month. And our goal is to get together for an in-person, you know, retreat, mastermind, whatever in 2022. Um, but it's really, it's more f- from a newsletter focus to a more general business focus, but it works. And it's a true mastermind. There's there's no cost involved with this um, in that we support and challenge one another along the way. And, you know, I've said it before, but who you choose to surround yourself with is vitally important to the success of your business and your mental well-being. I haven't been as consistent as I'd like in terms of newsletter promotion. So that's going to be a priority for 2022 as well. And in order to achieve what I want, it's time to start hiring a few key people again. And, uh, you know, I've been using a graphic design company for social graphics. I've handed off the podcast editing to my daughter again. Hallelujah. And I will definitely be needing a VA sometime in the first quarter. Um, But my daughter knows so much about my business. I'm trying to figure out the best way to pull her into that. Not to mention she can do audio video editing. She's a writer. She's, it's just a lot easier, but there will be more people joining the team this year for sure. All right. Podcast. So while I've rebranded the podcast (laughs) without much fanfare, I am going to do a giveaway though. So stay tuned for that. But I've rebranded the podcast. It is now officially F the hustle with Kim Doyle. I haven't necessarily done a launch around the rebrand, which like I said, I'm going to do at some point in January. Um, And this all comes from moving to Costa Rica, right? That solidified my desire to F the hustle, live life on my terms, and to be easy about it all. I have done the hustle and grind. I've worked hard all my life. You guys, I was so excited when I could get a job. My first job was a paper route at 14. And I took that because a kid on my swim team bet me I wouldn't last two weeks. I lasted a year. And let me tell you, my customers loved me because as a girl in the 80s, I had to allow a certain amount of time to do all my big hair. So like my papers, my newspapers were delivered a good hour before, like by six, I was done. I have always worked hard, right? And as soon as I could get a work permit, I'm like, I want a job, I want a job. And it was just, so I am all about doing the work and being deliberate about it. 
but I'll do it in whichever way serves me most. I am all about being easy and trusting the process while creating some structure. I like to use the term gentle structure. And I know for me that when I come from that place of allowing and trusting, you guys, I can work way longer days. When I feel like I have to do something, the more pressure I put on myself, the more resistance I create. So this is not about whether or not you have a morning routine and you've meditated and had your green juice and run and drank water and done some sort of spiritual ritual all by 6 a.m. You guys tell how I feel about that. (laughs) I feel like it puts a lot of pressure and we all have different rhythms and we have to work in the way that works best for us. And the cool thing is by doing this, it, it is so fascinating that it's allowed me to go deeper with what I do, focusing on mastery, understanding the nuances of marketing, writing for the web, and the type of work I truly love doing has been a game changer. It makes such a difference. I, I, I think I've told, I've talked to you guys about this. I hated copywriting, and I'm not saying that I love it, but because I didn't understand it. You know, there's a difference between reading something and comprehending something. I feel like I comprehend marketing at a much deeper level and it makes it way more fun. And so I feel one of my strengths is being able to take something and make it easy for the everyday person. I'm hoping that that's a piece of relatability. And so it's really figuring out a way to explain and teach and share things that will make significant differences in your business. I've said it before. I'm going to keep saying it. Email marketing is the only thing I regret not doing sooner. But truly, you know, there is something to be said for going deeper and doing good work. You do not have to kill yourself in the process, though. Anyways, um, all that being said, it's time to up my game for repurposing the content. And this is where getting help comes into play because I, I, I don't have the time for it. I'm currently creating processes for all of this so that I can hand it off to someone by the end of the first quarter. And I have plenty of tools that automate some of this, but it's time to step it up. Um, And I'm thinking I'm going to do some video podcasts. And most of those will probably be interviews. I don't know. It just feels weird to record myself talking alone on camera for 45 minutes. But we'll see. It can't hurt to try. And then maybe repurpose those clips, right? All right, moving on. Okay, courses. Let's talk courses. You guys, this is just nuts. One of my friends in my mastermind... Thank you, Tess, for this, truly. This was such a, I'm going to date myself, those V8, like I could have had a V8. This was like such a duh moment. But she goes, Kim, where is all the stuff you've already created and sold? Like, why aren't you marketing all all of that and selling it regularly? Um, Yeah. (laughs) So I think because of the change in direction where I was doing content, and then when we launched the content creators plan, I was like, oh, I I don't want to do content on Kim Doyle here. And he, like, I felt like I was competing with myself. It was challenging. Um, I think because of pivoting to truly a, a very specific focus of email and newsletters, I was thinking I kind of needed to start over. Not true. So what I did is I went in and I made a list of everything I've created and all of the assets I have. Most of them are evergreen with the exception of a few things. And they're just as valuable today. My problem in my head is that I want to rebrand them to match the site, which is also on the list of things to finish, like updating pages, images, meta info, all that stuff. However, I got really clear and it was definitely, you know, that brick upside the head moment of what are you doing? Take care of business. So um, 
I have a new lead magnet that is coming out, which you'll be hearing about. It's called Easy Email Marketing. I'm going to make sure it's it's going to be a mini course that's going to have some video with it. I am all about as much value on the front end as possible. So I'm going to make sure I have some automations in place to upsell and segment subscribers, making sure people get the right message for where they are in the customer journey is key. At this time, I don't see myself having like a flagship course outside of Email Insiders, which is coaching with me as well. But everything else is going to feed into that. So I feel really clear about that. And I also know myself well enough that some of this may change or alter, but I'd rather focus on selling more of what I have instead of constantly reinventing the wheel. Speaking of selling, I am also determined, and not even determined, I'm going to, to launch an e-commerce brand that is not connected to me personally. No Kim Doyle, no Kim content, no recordings. Of course, email will be happening, but I want something. I, I'm fascinated by the e-commerce space. I have a friend who has is a multimillionaire in this space. He has a mastermind. And once I jump into that, I'm sure we'll do some more calls. I've had him on the podcast, you guys, Trey Llewellyn, and I adore him. I love his energy. And I want to I, I want to understand this space. So um, as much as I love creating content and writing, entering a B2C e-commerce space has interested me for a long time because it will not require my name, face, or personality. And so, you know, more to come on that when it happens. But I'm looking at February for that to join his mastermind. All right. Content Creators Planner. So whew, life has been challenging for both of us in the last couple of years. So getting a second version of the planner out has been delayed. We also realized that as contrary as it sounds, creating tons of content for that brand is not sustainable for, for two of us. If we had someone to manage the content in social media, it might be different. The last ad agency we worked with really didn't know what they were doing when it comes to the internet marketing space. It cost us a lot of time and money. I mean, fortunately, our account rep was great and was also very skilled at SEO and he helped us optimize quite a bit. But, you know, we just burned through cash um, with them. So we're going to regroup in January sometime to figure out the direction of the planner. A second version is, is on the horizon and possibly a move towards digital only. We'll see. We both love our pen and paper. But at this point, um, I don't have anything definitive on that. But stay tuned for updates, hopefully later in the month. And, you know, looking at all this, it's funny because I feel like I've just listed off a ton of stuff. But yet, I'm super clear that what I'm doing for Kim Doyle is, um, it's clear. I'm so clear. The content creators planner, we're going to get that sorted. And then an e-commerce brand. And by the way, it's going to be all about dogs. So I'll keep you posted on that. And I, I've, I'm really figuring out where I need more time and space. I have four coaching clients right now. I know um, one is wrapping up this month. I love having the coaching clients because it helps me. I, I, I don't know. Like I get to create this amazing relationship with, because I only work with people that I connect with on a, that we resonate. You know, I can just tell the energies there. Um, and so two will be going for a little bit longer. One, I'm, I'm not, we're looking at probably renewing, but if you're interested in coaching, I probably have space for one more coaching client after January. Um, but just really clear on, I need a certain amount of time to create. I need a certain amount of time to market my business novel idea. Um, 
but then you, it's the delivery, right? Anything that requires your time, there's delivery. It's email insiders. Those are live calls. Um, I have to create the foundational course for that. And so there's a lot of creating that needs to be done, which I love to do. But I also need a lot of white space. <laughs> I'm just going to say that, guys. Like, I really, I really do calls. I'm wrapping up with my coach this month also. And, um, you know, like, I don't really like doing calls on Monday, Friday. If I'm looking at doing e-commerce mastermind, that would be weekly calls, I believe. Um, and probably a couple of events. I think, I think he does three or four events. Those are in Missouri. Um, he's in St. Louis. So that's what those are. And I'd love to do some more events. I don't know what that looks like. Um, you know, travel is definitely still a huge piece for me. The only thing with travel is I've just got to find someone to stay with the dogs, which I have a great gal down here. My friends stay with the dogs over Christmas. Um, so that's not even an issue per se, but I think I would like to look at a vacation which kind of feels funny to be like, oh, I need a vacation from Costa Rica. I don't. But I want to take a trip that's not necessarily a whirlwind family visit. (laughs) You know, I went back in August and I went back at Christmas and it's nonstop every single day, you guys. It's just go, go, go to make sure I can see everybody, connect with everybody. We had another friend uh, and her husband are coming down at the end of March. You know, probably... um, a border run visit to see my daughter, but I'll just go to LA for like four days or something. Not, um, not try to get up to the Bay area all, again. It's like, nah, I'm just going to go hang out with her. So, you know, who knows, who knows? I'd like to go to Ireland, all kinds of things I want to do. It doesn't all have to happen this year though. Um, but I'm moving towards everything I want. I'm excited about 2022. And, you know, lastly, guys, I shared this in an email this morning where I think that we are missing a huge opportunity um, online in terms of of collaborating. So bear with me on this because I also don't want to get hit with a ton of, um, you know, mail my shit. Bear with me. (laughs) But I think we, once paid traffic came into the game with social media, I mean, obviously Google ads were there for a long time, but we went from, having organic reach that worked really well to it's, you know, not that it's not, but we know Facebook organic is kind of dead. Um, I get more traffic. You guys, honestly, Twitter is my traffic source right now. And I'm going all in with that, but we're missing the opportunity to connect with people who have similar audiences. And look, if you have something of value to my audience, let me share it. And you know, it's, it's that simple. Of do you have a lead magnet? Do you have a freebie that I can maybe drive some subscribers? Do you are you do you have a webinar? And it does or doesn't have to be affiliate stuff for people that I'm super close to. I really don't care. Or people that I don't know and it's a direct ask. I'm much more cautious about I don't have to have the affiliate commission, but I'm much more cautious about jumping in until I can see something. You know, I don't want to just offer something because it's got an affiliate commission. I, I need to see what it is. But I think don't overlook that there are so many people. There are millions and millions of people to collaborate and do business with. And that doesn't mean you have to collaborate in terms of doing a joint venture project. Project, You know, you don't have to have a product together. You don't have to have a service together. But hey, can you email for me? I'll email for you because we have something of value and we have similar audiences. And so I think there's a huge missed opportunity in that space still. So 
So we'll see. I'm just excited about this year. And there is something about the calendar changing that just feels like a fresh start. And whether it's just energetic or, you know, you've, I don't, you know, you've gone through and purged a bunch of stuff in your house and your, you know, your life, your business, whatever. I'm excited. So on that note, you know, what's crazy, you guys, I'm going to just tell you this. This was one of the longest, I think this written post was like 2,400 words. And yet I'm only at like 40 minutes, which is fine. Right. But I don't know, maybe I'm pretty, uh, chatty <laughs> today, talking too quickly. Anyways, um, this year has brought a lot of clarity for me, both personally and professionally. I'm very clear on how I want to spend my time, who I want in my life, and the type of work I enjoy. My health continues to improve in Costa Rica, and I'm feeling super good. And hopefully, um, even with different variants of COVID coming out, there's this, it feels like we're moving towards an endemic which I did not know what what that was really until we lived through a pandemic, but where there's something about what's happening right now in the world that it feels like we may sort of be getting past the the chaos of COVID. So I'm going to stay optimistic about that, but I would love to be able to connect with more people in person, whether it's a small event or just trips with friends. So guys, here is to a wonderful 2022 whatever that looks for you, looks like for you. Truly claim what you want your year to look like. You can have grand grand plans. You can have grand plans for you that are like, eh, I want a new car and I just want my business to cover that car payment. Or I want to be able to buy the car cash. Or I want play money to get into crypto. Or you know what? I've got this vision for this course and I want this course to, to really serve, right? Serve and sell. Connect those two guys because they are not mutually exclusive. Anyways, I'm getting quippy. I feel like I'm I'm in front of a, I don't know. I'm getting a little preachy here. So on that note, I'm going to love you and leave you. You guys are the best. Thanks as always for being on this journey with me. And we'll catch you next time. This episode is brought to you by my F the Hustle newsletter. The newsletter for vision-led entrepreneurs ready to enjoy the journey, do good work, and grow a profitable business. It is time to ditch the hustle. Just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F the hustle to sign up today.